It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And welcome to the Wednesday, December December 1st edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, and Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith. So, boys, this is semifinal and final week for all schools, all football teams in Arkansas. And we're going to start, Ricky, with the game that you and I saw last Friday night. And I am still... I mean, just you know, just the way that game ended, still kind of a little bit jacked up by that game. And what uh, people listening to this podcast are, you know, interested in high school sports, but to the bigger, all my goodness, if you're sitting at home on a couch and you got these kids out here uh, busting their butts for themselves, their community, I mean, it's just a great thing to see. Yep. I can't remember for myself watching two back-to-back games like I experienced in the quarterfinals and semifinals. What an outstanding game. Conway, Fayetteville going at it uh, toe-to-toe. Looked like Conway was going to pull it off. Uh, they got a big penalty, backed him up, and then you take it from there. Your guy, our guy, uh, Bladen Fake, took the team down there. So, so uh, Rick, I was down at the end zone. I had walked down, or Leland, I too, I'd yep. walked down to the, to the field um, for the end of the game uh, because it's a little bit crazy at Fayetteville, and sometimes it's hard to – to get an interview down there by the time you get yourself yes. down to the field. Um, so I wanted to so be down the there. When you down. The score was 21-20. Conway. So Conway had the ball when Con- you walked down? Conway had the ball, and they were driving. They were driving. They were driving. And so um, it was 21-20, and I got down there to the to the end zone. I was on the end zone, the end zone that Conway was driving toward. I'm, I'm directionally challenged, so – I don't know if it was east, west, it's north, south. south end zone. <laughs> it's the end zone where the big bulldog was inflated. Yeah, yeah okay. the south end zone. Yeah, there you go. All right, so that's that's I'm country driving. You go down to the red that big tree in the middle of the road, turn left and go down. Shorty's got a truck up on blocks. Turn right there. That's how I do directions. Yeah, and so, that's to south. There you go. All right, so anyway, I get down there and Conway's driving and they're at about the ten or maybe inside the ten, maybe the five, and they score a touchdown. But holding penalty. Holding. Yes. So holding penalty. They get moved back, so the spot foul, so the spot foul, Leland, so the, the foul occurred at around the 15, so they moved the ball back to the 25. That was a little out of the comfort range for Coach Keith Fimple. He said that was just out of their comfort range to try to kick a field goal. Their thought was, we're going to go for it on fourth down. You know, even if we don't get it, Fayetteville has no timeouts left. They still have to drive the length of the field to beat us. Okay, yep. And Fayetteville at this point, Ricky, has scored zero points in the second half. I know. It's a minute 40 to go in the game. They hadn't scored a point in the I second know. half. So, with all of that is perfectly understandable yes, in a high school game. Exactly. Exactly. People that just watch Saturday and Sunday, they don't realize. They think, oh, that's well, only a 40 yarder. Yeah. A 40 yarder in high school is a bunch. It's a long way. Especially, especially so many things can happen. It can get blocked, and then it's just a disaster for Conway. So, the, the, the strategy on Conway's part was 100% correct. Correct, correct. So if you don't, and if you don't feel comfortable in it, you don't want to. Your players pick up on that, and and they know that. Okay, all right. So they throw a play in the end zone, and uh, Braylon Palmer, what a heck of a play he made! Didn't have to intercept it, but he did. Came down with it, intercepted it. But Leland, what that did, it saved Fayetteville five yards. Okay, to start the drive, saved them five yards because they would have started at the. Uh, would no. No, it cost Fayetteville five yards. Fair, yeah. uh, but it's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Leland, on the first play, Bladen Fight gets sacked for about a six-yard loss. 
and you're like, okay. They're back at the seven at that yeah. point. Yeah, you're, you're like, okay. I think it's the eight. Yeah, you're, you're like, okay, well, Fayetteville's, I mean, you know, looks like, I mean, this is going to be tough. i got no timeouts left. The clock is ticking. Now they're back inside the 10. Man, you know, they're just, you know, I feel it for these kids, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm thinking in my head to, oh, bit, you know, wrap it up. Fable had a good yeah. year. Let's wrap it up. But, no. They weren't ready for that. No, they're not ready for that. So, credit Bladen, Bladen Fike. He's my boy, Ricky. That's You've been my saying boy. it all year. He's my boy. So, he throws a little pass. Throws another little pass. First down. They spike the ball. He runs for about 15 yards. So, the clock stops while they move the chains. Then he spikes the ball. Then they have an incompletion. Then they have an incompletion. Now it's fourth and ten. Okay? Clock is stopped because he's thrown an incompletion. It's fourth and ten. No timeouts. Yep. Ricky, they threw the ball to Satanga, and I think he got ten yards and one inch on that pass. I mean, it was right at the marker. Okay? Yep. Uh, uh, Satanga does a great job keeping his toes inbounds right there. He gets a first down. They keep the drive going. They get it down to about the 24. Five, 25, yeah, yeah 20, okay. somewhere in there, and uh, throw a couple of incompletions. I think Fike ran for had another nice run. They spiked the ball, but anyway, it's it's fourth down, and there's nine seconds left in the game. Fayetteville's no, kicker, their field goal kicker, is not even in the stadium. He's gone to some soccer camp or yeah, something. Yeah, the one been doing it all year yeah, long. He's gone to a soccer camp. Now look, let me interject right yeah. here. I said, well, uh, what what are you going to do? Um, I've seen the backup guy. Um, Missed the extra point earlier. And, and, yeah, and you got the top three receive. You got a great re- – I said, well, they're just going to throw it in the end zone yeah. to uh, Blackburn or Dylan Cattell or Isaiah. Yeah. That's your best chance. That's your best chance. They got and no I, chance of kicking a field goal. And here I run. kept looking over at – I was on the opposite uh, – I was on the uh, uh, Conway side, and I was just waiting for him to send the offense back out there. Yeah. And it, uh, how, how many seconds did it take? A minute? I, seemed like a minute seemed or like so? Seemed like a while. Well, well, Conway, so when Fayetteville decided – so this is – I'm playing Casey Dick in this in this role here, Ricky. I'm Casey Dick. Okay. I look over at the sideline. What are you going to do, Coach? I look over at the sideline, and I see I see Graham Whitty. I look back on the field. I look at one of my assistants. I'm like, who else we got? Is this our guy? <laughs> I look back at the field. I look back at a kid who's yet to make a field goal in his ever. ever. Never. Never. <laughs> Not Never. Never. I look back over and I'm like, I guess this is <laughs> this is <laughs> this it. This <laughs> is it. So he looks at he puts his best Casey puts his best poker face on his whatever, and he says, "I believe in you. Yep. You can do this. I believe in you." Yeah. Now the kid had done some kickoffs. He done I some think, kickoffs, but he hadn't kicked a field goal. Surpri- I, I'm surprised Graham even had his helmet with him, but I guess he you know, he had his helmet on. So you know most kickers they're a different breed. Oh, no, they're oh they're, they're looking at cheerleaders or waving their that, buddy. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, Graham gets his mouthpiece in, puts it in, trots out to the field, gets it lined up. Conway calls a timeout. Yep. They're going to ice a kid who I doubt even knows that this is even a pressure situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, you're just giving me more time here, dude. Yeah. Thank you. So, anyway, Ricky, he gets up there. Now, the kick wasn't the prettiest kick I've ever seen. You know what? It was a line drive. <laughs> it, it was. was. A, it didn't get 10 uh, – how high is the crossbar? It got 10 feet, so it got 10 feet, 5 inches, maybe. Okay. That's how high it got. Here was a line drive, and and I said, oh, my goodness, he just made it. And then that's when the whole stadium it erupted. It gave him a 23-21 lead. Yes. In, in the lead paragraph, you know, I, I was kind of misleading, said, you know, they won 29-21. 
but it was afterwards right. that they scored on the last play. Well, but that was the game winner right there. Henry and it Con- was fantastic. Conway tried the hook and lateral, lateral play at the end, and uh, our boy K-9, Caden Turner, stepped in and picked that thing off and, and uh, took it to the house, which made it 29-21. But let's go back to, to, to Graham Whitty. I mean, you know, Rick, you just you hit the nail right on the head about high school football. This is what high school football is about. Oh. This is – you know, I mean, my goodness, you can't, you couldn't have, you couldn't have you drawn up yeah, anything no. better than that. And, and to think of this, think of what happened last year. Yeah, it's exactly. When they accidentally downed the ball with two seconds left yeah. and they lost the playoff game goal. because of a field goal. Right. Well, this it's is funny. poetic justice. Exactly. It's funny because I was trying to chase down Fike after the game, and, of course, it was a madhouse of kids and coaches and – you it know, was, whatever, yeah. and uh, but I finally did corral him, and I asked him. I said, you know, Bladen, after the way last year ended, and you know, whatever, and and then to see this, I said, you know, this makes, you know, kind of makes all of this somewhat worth, you know, worthwhile. It's been worth it. You know, it's been worth going through that fire that you went through. And he said, yeah. you know, absolutely. You know, to have lost last year on the field goal the way we did, and to win a game this year on the field goal like that, it's just, you know, I, I, you couldn't, I couldn't have ever dreamed this was going to happen. And, and uh, Fable lost at Northside on a late field goal. I think like a 35-31 yeah, they a did. kid. Uh, but, you know what, uh, Bladen has put that in, in back has. in the mirror. He's used That's it as not... his motivation, Ricky, is what yeah. he's done. Yeah. And, man, Leland, I don't have his stats in front of me, but I know Bladen going into the game was well over 3,000 yards passing. Um, he has. Yeah, I sent you. I sent you the stats. Yeah. Um, which um, I, I think he threw for four fifty five. That yes. that gave him two four hundred yard games in a row in the playoffs. Yeah. He's which just, mean to go back and look and see the last quarterback in the state's largest classification do that because it hadn't happened very often. And it's funny you guys talking about the field goal. Um, and I think you are giving him a little too much credit on the word line drive because when we think of line drive, you know, we think in baseball. It was a knuckleball. It was, it was, it was a knuckleball for sure. Yeah. It didn't get well, our, I think to use a baseball terminology, maybe a soft liner. Maybe no, a soft liner. Hard yeah. liner. <laughs> it was a hard liner. Well, whatever but it also, is, it went also, over. Well, it is, you know, it is the most, you said it's not the prettiest field goal in yeah. Fayetteville history. When you write it down and you look back on it, it's it will be, be the prettiest field goal in Fayetteville football and 60, history. And it was a 61-yarder. You know, by the time it's said and done, that's what that's what Garrett's going to say, or Graham's going to say. It's a 61-yarder in the snow. You know, he's I'm, not gonna call him about him. I'm not going to doubt him on that. <laughs> Don't forget the 20-mile-an-hour <laughs> wind, wind in his face. Absolutely. It was snowing well, and raining at the same time. You know, it's it epic. And we talk about two of, you know, these two teams – Two offensive game no teams, yeah. Yeah. which you think is, is going to go into the maybe combined score of 80 or 90, yeah. and yeah. it comes down to a field goal. It was one of those games, too, and I told Ricky this when the game ended. I, I, I felt great for Casey Dick, a little bit of a – a little bit of a vindication. He'd be a little bit of under fire a little bit last year about the way it ended, a losing season, that kind of thing. Vindication for him, but heartbreak for one of our guys, Keith Fimple Leland. He's one of our Alma boys. They know. did everything right, he, man. You know, man. you feel a little bit of heartbreak for him. But I tell you what, I went to grab Fimp after the game, and he stood right there and answered my questions and didn't blink. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, he's one of those battling Fimple brothers, Daryl and Keith, and. My other brother Daryl and Daryl, but, <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, and they're a great team with yeah, Manny Smith at that bunch and that quarterback Amalo yeah. had really improved. But uh, back to the field goal, you know, um, 
our man, our, our, our hero sitting there like uh, grinning like a Cheshire yeah, cat. he was. Uh, people soaking it in, man. Soaking he, it in. We're trying to get in. questions. I mean, the girlies, his teammates coming on up to yeah. him. And then I finally got Casey Dick, and I said, Casey, man, well, uh, what did it come down to? Uh, 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 you got a kid over here who never kicked a field goal. You're going to send him out there to win a big game to go to Little Rock, and he'd never kicked a field goal before in case he said, it only takes one. Only takes one. Only That's takes all it one. Just that was one. it. Just one. And I think going into that game, wasn't Fayetteville 0 for 2 on field goal attempts this season? They had not made a field goal. It, well, no. Casey says since 2018. That's not correct. But they had not made a field goal this year. Anybody, not just this kid, anybody. Nobody had made a field goal. I, don't I think, think so. they were 0 for 2. Yeah, yeah. So this week, Leland Fayetteville, who well, somebody in this group said Fayetteville was going to be the most improved team in 7A this year. I'm not naming any names. It was me. You but anyway, did. I'm <laughs> – uh, yep, Leland, their, their backs are getting, you know, they're, they're going against Bryant. We know Bryant's three-time defending state champions. Fayetteville doesn't have a chance, right? I disagree. Now, I see all <laughs> this today where Heaton's made Bryant a 13-point favorite. Which uh, that's is, fair. Um, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I also think, I also think Fayetteville doesn't care. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. Now, one thing is that I think Fayetteville – is going to have to run the ball some to win this game. They can't rely on Bladen Fike to throw for 455 yards again and win the game. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they're going to back their defense up a little bit, wouldn't you, Leland, and play maybe one high over the top and make them run the football is what they're going to do. Well, and I'll tell you, their front three, front four is very good. Yeah. So, I mean, if it, it comes down, if they can get a good pass rush with their front guys – then it's going to be very difficult for Fayetteville, uh, especially if they can't run the ball. Well, I know Fayetteville's won back-to-back come-from-behind games against two very good teams, and I am not betting against Fayetteville, yeah. not betting against them. Now, I know Bryant's very good. Uh, also know they've been tested, and they've passed the test. They've been tested, and they've passed those tests, but they have been tested. So I don't think it's a slam dunk that Bryant's going to win it. I'm saying Fayetteville – I do, would not – don't count them out Saturday night. Don't count them out. They can't fall behind 27-6 to 6 like they did no, against no, Cabot. They, they can't They got to be right there, right ready to go. Hey, and I talked to – I'm doing a, a story on Caden Turner, and I've never seen a kid more jacked up, more confident. Yeah. I th- he's a senior leader. I think that will – and they're a senior-dominated team. You know what, uh, Rick, and I'm going to give uh, Jansky – I can't think of his – Steve Jansky's son, their athletic director's son. That yeah. kid plays his butt off every – He does. The games Luke, I've covered, yeah. man, that kid – that kid can play. And he's got another younger brother, I think, because I hear on the PA, tackle by Jansky, tackle yep. by Jansky. You hear that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Kind of undersized, but he's a baller. He, he knows is how to a baller. Play. He is a baller. So that's going to be our 7A state championship game. It'll be Saturday night, 630 at War Memorial Stadium. Bryant, the three-time defending state champion, against Fayetteville for the 7A state championship. Uh, now, let's go to 6A. Leland, you were at Greenwood Friday night. They took care of business. It's a closer game than I thought it was going to be, but they took care of business. And the big shocker, Greenwood's back in a state championship game this week. Yeah, for the 15th time since the, you know, in the modern playoff era, which no team has been to the state championship game more than Greenwood. So the 15th time to go to War Memorial Stadium and play for a state championship. But, you know, that that score, um, yeah, they won 45 to 35, but it was not as close as that. Parkview ran seven 
offensive plays in the second half. Now, two of them were touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> but seven offensive plays in the second half. Greenwood ran 101 plays in the game. Wow, wow. So let's talk about Greenwood quarterback Hunter Houston. Had another big game, accounted for five touchdowns in this game. Four of them were passing touchdowns, also ran for a touchdown. Greenwood will take on who, Leland? They will play El Dorado. And a very good mm -hmm. El Dorado team, too. A yep. team that's kind of been a little bit under the radar uh, because we give all the props to Benton for winning the 6A West. Rightfully so, the 6A West has been the dominant conference in 6A with Greenwood and Benton uh, in Lake Hamilton last year. So El Dorado, a little bit under the radar. I tell you what, Leland, this will be a good game at, at noon uh, noon on Saturday. Oh, I think this is just going to be a tremendous game. I mean, of course, you've got Greenwood, which they are – for the most part, healthy, they have lost three running backs this year. So they will be down to their fourth string running back. And it won't matter. Saturday, Saturday afternoon, and you're right, it's not going to matter. Yep. Uh, because Hunter Houston runs the ball so well, too, he's like another running back. He's a threat to run the ball back there. So that gives them the running threat that they will need, along with you know whoever's going to be a running back. Right. He just needs to keep it's them honest. Funny. He just needs to keep them honest, you know, to respect the run games. And he will, yeah. and he will. You know, but it's funny, um, Parview has eight Division One caliber players. Wow. wow. Which is what, you know, Greenwood played last week, and El Dorado is probably better offensively. Wow, wow. They That's... have a, the unique combination of a 3,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard running back, and a 1,000-yard receiver, a bit which is game. extremely rare. It'll be a tough game, but I know that Chris Young will have Greenwood prepared. So that's going to be your 6A state championship game at noon Saturday at War Memorial Stadium, Greenwood against El Dorado. Now in 5A, to no one's surprise, uh, Pulaski Academy, but, man, it was a close game with Greenbrier. The Greenbrier gave them everything they wanted in a 38-28 win by PA, but PA will be taking on – uh, Whitehall in yes, that championship defense. game. That's going to be a very good team, and and I tell you what, that makes Farmington look even better, Ricky. You know that's you know they played Whitehall in the first round and gave them a pretty good game. Mm -hmm. Whitehall has advanced to the five A state championship game. That game will be played Friday night at War Memorial. Should be a good game. Whitehall's defense against PA's offense, actually, which is the third, I believe, team that Bobby Bolden will take to War Memorial Stadium, yep. which is quite a feat in itself. Exactly. Actually, there is a fourth state championship game this oh, week. Oh, the eight-man, that's right. The eight-man, which will be a test for those people in North in War Memorial Stadium because in eight-man football, the field is narrower yeah. and shorter. It's So they – I was talking to Lance Taylor about this. They're going to have to go and paint the field for the eight-man game Thursday night, okay. which is Mountain Pine against Strong. Okay. Then after that game's over, they're going to have to go back – erase it all and go back and repaint it for Friday night. Well, Henry, wow. how come they, they just put a flag said uh score here or something? <laughs> Why do you got to redo the whole field? Just put something right here. This is where you score a touchdown you at. You want it to be you want it to be right for them too. You want the field no. to be right for them. Yeah. Yeah, I this know that, I know why now. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you have Rick Fires on, but the voice of reasoning is just that's it. Um, incredible sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, so, just stop here. So that's your that's your championship match matchups this week in 7A, 6A, 5A. Now, the rest of the classifications are still in their semifinals this week. Yes. In 4A, Shallow Christian, which got a which which won its playoff game Friday night, they will be hosting 
this week. They were on the road last week. They'll be hosting Friday night a very good Arkadelphia team in the semifinals for a chance to go back to War Memorial next week and defend their championship. Yeah, it was just three years ago. These two teams met right on the same location, Champion Stadium, for a chance to go to Little Rock. And unfortunately for Shallow Christian, it was Arkadelphia's year that year. And well, if you remember, Henry, that was the game that the day of the game, uh, Jarrett Rust, the good running back at Shallow Christian, was hit with the appendicitis and had to miss mm-hmm. that game. Exactly. And, you know, you're not making any excuses, Leland, but when you lose your top running back before the game starts in that manner, it kind of, it kind of you know, hits your team a little bit. But Arkadelphia was a good team. Yes. Especially that late in the season yeah. and that big yeah. of a game at point. Right. And, of course, J.R. Eldridge was the coach of that Arkadelphia team that won back-to-back state championships. He's now at Farmington. Is that the year they started 0-4, That was the next 0-5? year. 18 was, okay. the, was that year. Um, so that's going to be one semifinal. The other semifinal will be Joe T. Robinson against Shocker Warren um, in the other semifinal. So the winners of the two semifinal games will go to War Memorial the next week, and they'll have the 6:30 game on Saturday night next week for the state championship. Um, so in 3-8, Leland, you're going to be going to this one, Boonville. They absolutely just chewed up Glen Rose 49-21. Um, on Friday, I think Boonville ran for 6,415 yards in that game or something like that. Just well, incredible. Well, you know, Glenn was within, I think it was 28-21, and yep. recovered the onside kick. Wow. And then from then, of course, Boonville stopped them, scored three touchdowns and one going away. But Boonville has been in a few, you know, games where, you know, they've had to play some defense and had to come up with some stops and things like that. And And, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, Coach Crowley said yesterday, this is why this Friday night in this situation on the road at Harding Academy is why he took his team to Timpson, Texas, which is still undefeated and still playing in the playoffs in Texas. Correct. But this is why he took his team deep into Texas in the middle of the season. Yeah. Now, yeah. what, what made this come about? They had a forfeit or something? What, what was that? Yeah, they had a forfeit against Stanville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, of course, and just like last year, he got on the he got on the phone and started calling. And Timpson, uh, he called somebody who knew a coach in Texas, and they needed a game, and they loaded up the bus and took off down there. Any, it's, um, and, you know, they get credit for both of those. So, Boonville actually finished the regular season 10-1. and one. Right, right. Um, so, uh, in that game, Boonville rushed for 500, 500 yards in that game. Brandon Ray had 200. He is within a whisker of passing his dad, Gator Ray, for the all-time rushing leader at Boonville. And so, uh, it would, would stay in the Ray family, and he, he's got a chance to break his dad's career rushing record this week. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 So, they will go to Harding Academy, of course, uh, Leland, two-time defending state champions. Um, in Class 3A, uh, coming off of a 35-7 win against Center Point, now, Harding Academy whipped uh, Boonville last year, didn't they? They did, they did. But this is a different year, Ricky. This is a different, different year. year. You're right. Um, so it should be a good game. Leland's going to go down to Searcy on Friday and cover that one. Then he's coming back to Little Rock to cover the 6A game and the 7A game. And then I think he's going up to uh, I don't know Dallas and covering the Cowboys on Sunday. And then, no, I don't know. I'm now how can Leland do that and still work? A- Thursday. I'm going. I'm going to the eight man championship game on Thursday because that's that's the inaugural. That's right. Uh, so that's a big deal. That's right. You, so you, that's you, what you do when you retire, if, huh? If you want to keep up with Leland Barclay, you better you, you better, better strap yeah. it on. You better strap it on. This ain't this ain't for lightweights, man. If you're going to keep up with him. Uh, so that's what's going on in football. Uh, Leland also got a little basketball going on. 
Um, around the area, we are in the, uh, what, uh, Henry, the second or third week of non-conference play right now. Um, so got some good basketball going on. Henry, I know you saw a couple of good games last week. Yeah. Uh, it's now getting to the point where we're starting to see those, like, little invitational tournaments yep. pop up. And, hey, within two weeks, uh, like the Class 4A, we'll start seeing conference games being yep. played. Yep. So it's going to start getting really interesting, especially, you know, they're trying to get in as much – games in before conference play starts. And we'll hey. plug to uh, Rick, our Northwest Arkansas prep basketball section will be December the 19th on that Sunday. It'll be in that edition. Um, 6A, 5A, all the way down to 1A teams will be featured. Uh, we'll have uh, the high five players in each classification, girls and boys, so it'll be a good section. Um, so be sure and be looking for that in the December 19th Sunday edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. So, I think all the teams down here are playing this week. I know Lavaca's Golden Arrow Classic is going on right now. Yep. The Boonville Bearcat Classic is going on right now. The Airedale Classic is this weekend. I know Northside, both the Northside's teams hit the road next week. Both the Southside teams, uh, Greenwood's teams, uh, they're all hitting the road next week. So these two weeks, it's – uh, the teams are getting a lot of games in because I think they're enjoying, you know, all these tournaments were canceled last year. Right, right. I tell you what, Henry gets the Henry gets the good ones this coming week. Henry's going to be over at Rogers for the grade eight. Grade eight. Listen he, to these teams in this in the grade eight. Well, you have Rogers and Rogers Heritage, but then you also have North Little Rock, yep. Nettleton, yep. Uh, a couple of teams from Missouri that's, uh, I think, Camdenton and uh, Nixon, which, uh, no, it's Ozark, and they're not slouches either. Good. So yeah. yep. some very good basketball coming up. Absolutely. So there's eight, and they're all great? Eight, yes, yeah. eight great. Uh, interesting part about this, the season coming up, and I've, I've talked to uh, Dick Rippey at Bentonville several times about this, Bentonville will not play a single home game until conference play begins in January. Keeping it they, a secret. They're playing under wraps. They're playing, he says, simply put, we can't get anybody to come here and play us. He says, we have to oh. go out there. And they had a very good game last week in the uh, game against Marion when they had to play without Jalen Lee. He was, oh. he was sick. That's little a big loss. Uh, yeah. Illness. And Hayden Shanks hits – two free throws with seven seconds left to beat Marion. Wow. And, wow. and a very good Marion team. Well, basketball is here, and, uh, of course, we'll, get, we'll have all the coverage of that in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. also want to mention the Tournament of Champions down in Fort Smith will also be next weekend, next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Wow. That will be played at Southside. The barn down south is what they're calling their arena. Um, so doing that. Also, we want to uh, also – Give a shout out. Uh, we lost a very, very good coaching friend and a, and a coaching legend oh, yes. uh, this past week down in Fort Smith with uh, Merrill Mankin uh, passing. If uh, if you if you had a chance to to know Merrill, uh, he he was a uh, uh, nobody loved their kids more than Merrill Mankin. Uh, yes, that sure. guy, you know, he uh, was a great coach, uh, big time bass fisherman, and I think he fished for anything. He and Brad Blue were big crappie fishermen, so. A big loss there, a big void. He was a, a, a volunteer, I don't know if he was a volunteer or part-time or whatever, uh, with the Northside Lady Bears basketball team. So uh, just a big loss in our coaching community last week. And, and smiled yeah. at everybody he met. Yeah, yeah, just a, just a, a, a coaching legend. Good um, dude. Fort Smith, Good just dude. a great guy. Um, so just uh, our thoughts and prayers out to the Mankin family and uh, uh, you know, for, for his uh, passing of Merrill Mankin. Uh, so we've got that going on. Uh, 
uh, Leland also, this is a little, little ways down the road, still a few weeks left. Uh, Northside still scheduled to host the Coke Classic Tournament. That'll be the week after Christmas. I know they're still tightening down nuts and screws and bolts and things in the seats um, at their arena over there, uh, but they're trying to get that done so that they can host the always great Coke Classic Boys Tournament over there later uh, in the month of December. So a lot of good basketball going on. It's been going on since the late 70s. They've canceled it twice, of course, last year because of this virus. Right. And, of course, the great ice storm of 2000. Yeah, yeah, which I was – yeah, I, but, uh, I remember that. It is very encouraging at this point that that will be able to be played at Northside. Good deal, good deal. So that will wrap up this week's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast, and we'll be back with you next week as we wrap up the state championship games in Class 7A, 6A, and 5A, and we take a little bit of a look ahead at the state championship games in the 4A, 3A, 2A, and then Leland will bring us a little report from the eight-man state championship game that will be played on Thursday down at War Memorial. So uh, got a lot of good sports going on right now, lots and lots and lots of dribbling, passing, shooting, running, and all kinds of stuff. So, and bowling and wrestling. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I'm Chip Sousa for Henry Apple, Rick Fires, and Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. This has been Prep Rally, the podcast, and we'll catch you next time. The Prep Rally podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.